Welcome back to more Real Talk with Big John. It's been a little while since I've uploaded a podcast. I want to apologize for that. I've been extremely busy, as most of you have. Uh, I'm not making excuses, but given given the uh, amount of time I've spent working, both for uh, income and for ministry, I just did not have time to put forth the effort that is required to make a decent podcast. I have seen on my analytics page where several have listened to the first part of Real Talk with CrossGen. I encourage you, if you haven't gone and listened to that or haven't gone and listened to the second part of it, that uh, you do that. I think that you'll find it a little bit longer-winded than most of my podcasts, but at the same time, uh, Brother Austin is a very uh, special young man, very anointed. Uh, I think that if you'll look at the rest of his website at uh, crossgenproduction.org you'll you'll find somebody who has definitely got a heart for the Lord, the kingdom of God and is uh, very talented in all his productions. What I want to talk about today is somewhat of an idea that somebody put in my head a couple years ago and and I've done a little research on it and I'm going to wind up speaking on it before long. However, in Hebrews chapter 10, there's various, I'll just get right to it, 10 and, and 25, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Now, there's piles of speculation on what that may be in terms of the day drawing near. I think that it's pretty unanimously cons- considered to be uh, Judgment Day or uh, the return of the Lord. And that is a verse that I have used multiple times over these last couple years of force mandates and and shutdowns for why the church should continue to meet even if some entities say that we shouldn't because we have a mandate from Scripture that says we are to meet. And uh, one of the things that a, a fellow said to me, he said, and in the King James Version, it says, "Forsake not the assembling of your of your gather. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves." And uh, he said, "Well, a lot of times people are forsaking the assembly, but they're still present." And it took me a minute to gather what he was talking about, and what he meant was that there are people who are coming to church unprepared for church. There are people who are coming to church meetings, and they haven't done their I don't say their homework in terms of the homework's necessary before you come to church, because it's not. But if you want to get the most out of a service, if you want to get the most out of a message, if you'll find yourself prepared spiritually and mentally before you get there, you'll find that you can get you can really get good good teaching from a mediocre teacher. Um and I've I've said this before to in church meetings. As someone who served on the praise team for more than a decade, I don't think that it is the job of the worship team to uh, encourage people to worship. I think that it is the job of of the worship team to worship God as a singular audience and to actually lead the congregation in this worship. In other words... It really shouldn't matter what 
what song or whether there's music or not music, you should be expressing worship to Jesus in spirit and in truth and doing that corporately. And it's pretty much that simple, at least in my mind. And I'm a pretty simple guy. I don't have a whole lot of... I don't have a whole lot of education and I don't have a whole lot of higher learning, but when I think about what this man said to me, and I can't take credit for it, uh, how many times, and, and it made me think about myself, so I, 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 as many people as listen to this, there's many different points of view, so I can speak from mine. There have been times in my past that I have uh, been rushing home from work to get a shower, to get dressed, to get back to... Uh, to Wednesday night worship service and in the five hours since my last break at work until the time that I walked into the sanctuary door I hadn't stopped and give God praise in half a day and some would say well that's understandable because you're busy and you know you don't have time to to just stop but Paul says that we are to always be in a continual state of prayer and thanksgiving and a psalm ought to always be on our lips, and I've been guilty of that. Now, uh, I'm not trying to paint myself negatively or too positively. I'm just a regular guy, but it, but I have to imagine that if a member of the praise team is in that position, then there's other times that people who are in the congregation who aren't on the praise team are probably in the exact same position. And in doing so, have I caused, have I, have I forsaken my brethren by not taking the extra time to just consecrate myself to prayer before I walked in the building. And since that man said that to me those years ago, I have uh, I have tried to make sure that before I take any position that I have stopped, I have reflected on on God, on myself, make sure that, that I'm in right standing, make sure that I'm prayed up is what we say sometimes in my, my home church, make sure that, that uh, I have make sure that what I'm about to do is 100% God-centered and for God's glory and in no way is is me eternalizing internalizing anything. I don't uh, I don't want to take the pulpit with uh, any kind of malice on my heart or any kind of anger towards somebody because if I do that then then what comes out may not be proper. And, and this is a form of discipline, self-discipline it may be, I don't know, but it's a, it's a form of discipline where you need to make sure that you're stopping and doing a, a self-assessment, checking yourself. And I think that that comes in in another place in Ephesians, and I, and I have spoken on this before on this podcast. In Ephesians 4, we see that the, uh, the entire scope of ministry uh, if, if we begin in, let's say, uh, chapter 4, verse 11, and he gave some apostles and prophets, evangelists, the shepherds and teachers, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up of the body of Christ, until we obtain unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and a mature manhood. So now, when I read that, I see where there's at least two different levels of of accountability there's the accountability of the leadership to make sure that what we're doing is 
Christ-centered that is also edifying to the church. There's also that uh, one-on-one accountability, that personal accountability to God where the ministry is 100% encompassing of everyone in the church. It is not acceptable to have just churchgoers and consider them Christian because in Ephesians 4, he says that, that we're to be building up the church for the work of the ministry. That means that the work of the ministry is to be carried out by the church as a body. So, the, you know, the body of Christ isn't completely comprised of just the eyes, just the ears, just the mouth, just the arms, but rather there's all parts fitly joined together for a purpose, which is the Great Commission. Now, that's a lot of ideas lumped together. I want to kind of unpack that and and try to give you something that I took away from it and just a small piece of it that may plug into your life to help keep things straight. And that's this. I don't care if it's the second time you visited a church as a Christian and you sit on the back row, don't know but you and the doorman, and uh, you have absolutely no idea what your place is in the in the in the church in the ministry yet. My advice to you is to be doing your reading and praying and studying at home, and doing so in a way that you can gain knowledge. Because if you do that, whenever you go and sit under that teacher. He's going to begin to speak to to you. And it'll just be a man given what God's given him. And somehow or another, that word that he speaks will become multiplied. And and you'll grow and you'll be fed through it. I, I have sat under people over the last... You know, I've been saved now going on, uh, going on 12 years. I think that's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and in that 12 years... I have, I have sat under people, whether they be evangelists or Sunday school teachers, and some of them, some of them, were were not really prepared to teach. They had been put in a position because there was nobody else to do it, and they were, they were all over my notes at home. They were they were quoting scripture as they were reading scripture. The notes that I were taking that I was taking at home, the notes that I had scribed, uh, wrote in the edge and the margins of my Bible it helped me understand so much and I, and I would hear other people you know talk badly about some of these teachers and I thought well I think they're great and they said there's no way you think they're great they don't they don't know you know and I actually did tell some of them I said I don't know what you're talking about I absolutely love uh, their teaching and and they looked at me like I had four heads they said you you can't be serious. I said, absolutely, I'm serious. And I started showing, you know, I was like, look at these notes. These are great. I, I, I've been I've been studying on that, and I had some questions about that. And he, he highlighted it, and they're like, well, I didn't hear him say that. And see, the, the point is they had missed it because they were too busy sitting in a judgmental place, and they weren't prepared for the teaching of the Word. They weren't prepared to receive anything from God. For whatever reason, they held the person that was teaching and and. A respectless position and in having no respect for that person they they were the ones who missed out so I'm gonna wrap it up this way if 
you'll endeavor to learn more about God. God will inevitably teach you everything you want to know about Him. And He can use anybody. He can use an old boy from the hill country of North Carolina. He can use a, uh, a donkey. Go back and read. You'll see what I mean. I want to thank you so much for sticking by me. Again, I publicly apologize for the uh, amount of time I've missed putting these up. It has been a, a very good, a very good last part of, of 2021. Uh, I know a lot of people are ready for the year to be over with. Um, the last the last month, we just saturated that month in praise and in prayer and had a lot of support. And those of you who are listening who who came out and supported the ministries that I was working with, I want to thank you. Uh, we recently returned from a disaster relief trip from Kentucky, and uh, there were several people who, who gave supplies and prayed for us and, and actually give some money to local churches that were up there that are struggling. I don't know who you are personally. The Lord does. I want to thank you for that. Try your best to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. We don't know how many days we have left, but it would be best to use them as fruitfully as possible. I say this in love, and I love you. It's been real talk. I'm Big John.